Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to Fillery. Yeah, welcome back. It's been a, a very non-magical last few months now. Yeah, uh, it was very barren out there. Yeah. No one-eyed magicians who are awesome queens there were, or Elliot's in our world. What uh, have we been doing? Well, creatures of the night have been roaming around like we saw, you know. There's vampires in this episode. Alice runs into one. That's what we were doing. Previous to this, we were covering Van Helsing. So there we go. We were in the same... We were on a different world, basically. We jumped through the the pools and dropped into uh-huh. a different world during that time. You said Creatures of the Night, and my mind instantly went back to The Lost Boys in that song, and everything you just said, I didn't hear it because I was uh, saying uh, Creatures of the Night in my head. But go ahead. Okay. Cre- yes, Van Housing was amazing. Yes. If you guys didn't see it, go watch this season. Yeah. It was twisty, and there were so many crazy revelations. I cannot wait for season three. There was a lot of good stuff. A lot. Oh, it was awesome. Anyhow. But we're here to talk about magic, or the lack thereof. So before we jump in, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist of show recaps and interviews over there, and at soundcloud.com as well. Also be able to check out some of the other great writers at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev. He's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. I believe they were in New Orleans for Wizard World. Yes, correct. Yes. Right. So uh, there you have a lot of stuff from that posted for the weekend. So check that out. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook. And you know what else you can find on Facebook, Brad? I don't know. What can you find on Facebook? Memes of cats and stuff, right? Oh, memes of cats and lots of other things. They actually have cute dogs, too. Bunny memes? Um, but beyond, <laughs> beyond that, uh, we have a couple of different Facebook groups where we've been hanging out. Uh, like I said, we were just covering Van Helsing, and we have a very lively Van Helsing group over there. Uh, if you've been watching the show, it's on Netflix, or I believe it should still be on Sci-Fi Demand for Season 2. You can go ahead and just get caught up if you haven't seen it. And then drop by our Facebook group so you can chat with us and some of the actors that show up and post some awesome behind-the-scenes things. Like uh, Roland, uh, he plays Scab. He's been in there a lot, and we actually interviewed him a couple of days ago. He's fantastic. Check yes. it out. Go watch the show. It's Very amazing. There's also our regular Facebook group, uh, Brad Court Talk, Pure Fandom Podcast, and all that other good stuff where we talk about just about everything. We talk about the magicians, different movies we happen to be um, watching, uh, shows, books, whatever. If you have something that you want to talk about, you can find somebody in there. Like We'll ramble on about it with you. Oh, definitely. With that, we will. (laughs) We'll get into that, and I need to talk a little bit more. I have some stuff I've been waiting to post, and I just haven't done it. I need to jump in there. I did do some um, that one post that's kind of leading us up to Channel Zero Butcher's Block that's coming up mm-hmm. soon, and we got some more stuff on that. But yeah, what's the Magicians is back. So let's what was this episode about? Let's get into that. Uh, <laughs> this episode was season premiere 301, The Tales of the Seven Keys. Magic is a memory for our favorite magicians. Julia and Q come together to discover if they can turn Julia's remaining spark of magic into something more. Fillory has been overrun by fairies and it's full on uh, it's a full-on Nakatomi situation. 
Penny's not doing very well. Bacchus makes his magician's debut. Margo and Elliot get creative and throw some mad pop culture knowledge to outwit the Fairy Queen. Seriously, they outdid the whole awesome Swayze moment from last season. Like, I'm in love with this whole sequence that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Also, Alice isn't doing very well either in her continued effort to steer clear of the lamprey she pissed off last season. And so, Florians, we are back for the mother of all quests, and I am excited. Oh, it was so good to watch it. There was so much going on. Um, yeah, that lamprey is not going to give up. No. And I keep, I still keep thinking of the fish every time we see lamprey. Uh, yeah, that's you know, same theory. <laughs> same. The, all the mystical creatures are still running around out there. We find that out from, you know, when Alice is feeding a vampire. Mm-hmm. So, Did we know there were vampires? It's been a minute. They had said something about it. I, I remember hearing like words of or something oh, like but that. But we didn't see them. No, we never saw any until now. But we know there's other magical awesome. creatures out there too. We just haven't seen it yet. Yes. Now the only person who does have magic left, sorta of, kinda in a way, is Julia. Mm-hmm. And you know, Q's talking about that. Why does she have magic left? Is it because of her contact with the gods that she has had? I mean, well, yeah, we know she's god touched. And I had this whole thing in my head before they even went into the whole pop culture spiel talking about Battlestar Galactica. So if, if you guys <laughs> haven't seen Battlestar Galactica, um, spoiler alert for season three. So remember um, that whole virus that went through and killed off a lot of the um, the Cylons, but right. Sharon survived. Athena survived because she had the antibodies from her, from the baby, right? Like, I kept thinking that, like, and that's why Julia can still hold on to magic. It's the sciencey part. She's She's got a touch. That's the magical part. But the sciencey part is she has the antibodies from the baby she was having with Bernard. Oh, it makes sense to me. I mean, she has a lot of, you know, interaction with the gods. Like, one really, well, uh, theoretically, two really bad interactions. I mean, she did get raped by Renard. But then the other goddess was, you know, there's she's had more, like you said, more interactions with gods than normal people do. Right. And she lost her shade, but Alice lost her shade, too. But Our Lady Underground gave her her shade back. So there's just, it could be anything. It's amazing. I'm, uh, oh, man. Go ahead. Uh, I'm so pumped. I know. There's, <laughs> there's just so much going on with those two. And Q wants to go find a god, right? Of course. But Julia doesn't want him to go get screwed over by an earth god like she did when he tries to summon one, so decides to go with him. And mm-hmm. who knows how to find a god, but Josh, of all people, he knows exactly where to go. Uh-huh. I couldn't... I just, I was so glad to see Josh, and, you know, he's the tomato magician, <laughs> basically. So is he the tomato lover that the uh, the cock was talking about? Yes, yes, that's what okay. he is. He okay. was talking about how he's, you know, um, okay with some magic. and I just love that he's involved this time. Like, he was around last season, but, if like, the cock was talking about him being a part of this quest. Like, he's going to be majorly involved with the rest of the group. I enjoy that. Every group needs a Josh. Yeah, well, he's good at his job. He knows he likes to party. He's good with the herbiculture. That's what it was. The herbiculture. That's this, the word that I was looking for. <laughs> because he was able to make all the drugs. Yeah. So he had plans. What was the name of that god that he was going to find? Because I totally missed it. Bacchus. Bacchus. It was Bacchus. Okay. Like that's one of my favorite of the. Like I love uh, mythology and everything, but he's one of my favorites. He's uh, the the god of wine and rever- reverie. And, and he has an Instagram page. 
Yes, he does. <laughs> so, which, you know, this is how Josh knows how to find him. And Josh has found him quite a few times, apparently, because, you know, they're on a one-on-one name basis. Of course. But Bacchus does not want to let Julia or Q in because they're not fun. I mean, would you let those two in? I wouldn't. They're not fun. We know Q is not fun at all. And Julia hasn't been right for a long time. So, yeah, they get drunk in the hallway. Yeah. And they come up with an awesome dance. That they did previously in school. Yes. Yeah, that was... And I, I'm shocked that, that that got them in. Like, Bacchus, you, you were a little easy on them there. But it's cool. But they got in there, and they went along with the flow. They took shots, and they took pills, and they were hallucinating, and they were a lot of fun, even though uh, Bacchus called Q a vibe killer. <laughs> Bacchus also, like, drugged them. Said, open your mouth. Uh, Here you go. <laughs> You're good. What'd you put in my mouth? What was that? Oh. <laughs> well, that had Q having flashbacks of Alice when she left. So yeah. we're, we're going with that's what actually happened, because it makes sense. Because she's oh no for sure yeah she's not happy and Julia was having flashbacks of Renard and then Josh is all bummed out because he doesn't have magic anymore but hey he banged a werewolf so there's that yeah he did (laughs) but he gets a little happy because Julia shows him a little something and which he wasn't happy about because you know showing Josh because the wrong people know and they'll come and get her but you know she just wants to share what she can and cheer up Josh and give him hope so at least Julia is on the right path of things. Right. That whole thing was great. The party was awesome. And them trying to get uh, Q trying to get the information from Bacchus, but, you know, he's just not giving it up. Well, he did eventually give something up. He found out that there was a back door to magic. Yeah, because. And he, they talked about Prometheus. I thought it was, I was like, wait a minute, we're going to at least see Prometheus? That's going to be cool. And then the guy said, nah, Prometheus died. Sorry, dude. Well, right. Yeah, Prometheus dead is. Uh, who was this other guy with it? Was his name Rainbow or what was his name? He was. Oh, I didn't catch his name. I just knew he had little horns. He'd been around with him forever. And so he's a magical creature also because he'd been there. Yeah. He's like, Parisi has been dead for like 1500 years. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I did like the fact um, when they were talking to Bacchus and they revealed that they had killed another god and he was, he got really serious and he was like, wait a minute, who'd you kill? <laughs> And they're like, oh, just Ember. I was like, oh, okay, I don't know. Never mind. Oh, I didn't cool. know that guy, so it's fine. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> who did you kill? <laughs> yeah, that was a great part on that one. I just, I was cracking up. Uh, yeah. Bacchus was a lot of fun. I'd like to see Bacchus again at some point in time, but we'll see. But, Definitely. But then again, we as also... As long as he doesn't spoil any fairy wells or magic wells like Ember did. Like, <laughs> let's not do that. I will befoul the well with my essence. Oh my god! So, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Although he probably would do something like that. Uh, yeah, he would probably drink the whole entire well, or turn it into wine or something. So mm-hmm. we know that we can probably find some other gods somewhere else, which mm, is plenty. A plus, you know, they're they're all out there, Earth gods. However, back on uh, back at Fillory, things are not going so well. Hold on, let's jump. Let's not jump to Fillory yet. Let's jump to Penny, who is still. How is he moving around? I think it's something the librarians are doing. They're able to send him out. So they, they, while Julia still has a bit of a spark of magic, they they still have some kind of spark as well. They're able to work magic just enough to be able to send him out back and forth so, to kind of power his magic. So yeah, so Penny can still do his uh, do his uh, jumping that he does. But yeah, just to I, a certain I believe. Step. Oh, 
Cause, well, that made sense to me because he was able. He got caught breaking in to find the guy's uh, book that was overdue. Who thinks that Mikowski is the one who ended all magic? Mm-hmm. Which is funny because he has apparently Mikowski has such a big background that people think he's to blame for everything. Well, he is a douche. Well, but he was planning for this with his batteries of power. This is true. Which, if he hadn't been planning, would you know? There's a whole Niffin thing that would have went down and everything else. Yeah, um, I, I did like that scene because it talked about the fact that um, creatures with magic in their DNA they were able to survive the whole loss of magic. It was mostly just humans who have this thing where you know magic is gone for them. Um, except we find out that Penny still has a bit of magic, and he says something about like, do we, is Penny all human? Is he something yeah. else? Too? No, P- Penny's all human. I think the magi- the the library is able to give him a little bit of magic because they they had everything in the books. So yeah, I, there's some way that he's able to still go out and fetch the books. Maybe it's a talisman. Yeah, so they still want their time. overdue books. I just think that's so funny. And speaking of that, the he goes to see um, Katie. Katie. But he can't stay out there long because of his death cancer that's going through him. Yeah. And she even tells him to get, you know, go back. So the library is stuck at, by a black hole? Yeah. Um, so the, the Earth looks like it's being sucked in by a black hole. Am I right? Yeah. That's is that what you of, saw? Yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, but they, where they are is kind of frozen in time so that when he's there in the library, his cancer doesn't progress. And, of course, when he's back in the human world, uh, time moves much more quickly. It's kind of like that whole time difference between Fillory and Earth. Did you see Interstellar? Yeah. Matthew oh, yeah. McConaughey? Okay. And so everybody who saw Interstellar and sat through that movie, when they got to that one planet that was that was closer to the black hole that they had to send down the ship and... You know, for every hour they were there, it was like seven years in on the on the ship because mm-hmm. of the gravitational pull. That's kind of what I'm thinking. The library is so when they're on the library, time is moving slower there, which is why he's not getting eaten up by the uh, the can- the death cancer. So while he's there, he's doing fine. But when he goes back to the real world, things aren't so good. Uh, that was just why that, I that makes total sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So they're apparently, I, I would say that somewhere there is a cure for this. They just haven't really found it yet, maybe. I don't know. Maybe so. And maybe it's in the book somewhere. I, I thought it was pretty interesting to see his interaction with the librarian. She seemed really regretful of the whole thing. And he's all like, but you did this to me. But they also like, said. It's all written, right? Right. It's all written. But they also said after he is in service of the library, even after he dies. Yeah. So what part is that going, how does that work out? You know, if Penny dies, how is he still in service to the library and all that stuff? I mean, there's just a whole other line that we can go in the library. It's just crazy. So I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. But all hope is not lost with him because Harriet shows up to talk to Katie and she has a book. Mm -hmm. That may be able to help. Could be. Any magic is good magic at this point in time. So, yeah, there's a whole other subplot going on there with Katie. Which, until we find out a little bit more about that, I mean, maybe next episode. We'll see. Hmm. What do you think on that? 
And I just, um, I, I was glad to see Marley Maitland's character back. I've always loved that actress. And anything they can do to save Penny, it's, it's good for me. Like, I, I don't know what it's going to mean because at the end of last season, we saw that Katie had made that deal. So now that deal is back on the table where she's going to end up possibly lying to, um, lying to Penny. And I just, I really fangirled out about that moment that they had. It was super mm-hmm. sweet. So, all right. So we got interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. We have all the multiple plot points going on with this with, you know, Katie's doing her own thing with Penny and, uh, Q and, and Katie are off doing their thing. Julia are off. I got all my characters mixed up for a second. Are off doing their quest that comes from Fillory. So let's head on back to Fillory where things are happy and fun. Are they happy and fun? No, not so much. (laughs) The fairies have landed in Fillory and it's not good. I called it a full on Nakatomi situation because that's where we are. Everything that uh, Elliot and Margot do is somehow getting back to the Fairy Queen. She has Margot doing like little trials and going to search out little ingredients for, I guess, whatever magic that they're working. And it's not cool. Like, don't do that to my Queen Margot. Like, she's not a servant to you. Back off. What is up with Finn? Finn is having issues because they took her baby and also her toes. But does she like know that? The, what did she know that the bunny and the log were not the baby, or is she no. seeing that as the baby? Like it's she she she's missing her baby. Like they stole her baby away from her and kept her prisoner. Like she's having some issues with that. Well, the, the, what I mean is, did the fairy are the fairies uh, uh, pro- projecting onto this? Like, yes, that log is your baby. Like no one else no. can see the fairies. I don't think I don't think they care enough to do that. So you just think she's lost her mind, kind of. She's story. lost her mind, yes. All right, we'll go with that. I mean, she has no kind of power over them where they would have to make her think anything. Like, they took her baby, they took part of her feet so that she could return to Elliot and let them know what was going on. But, like, she's lost her marbles. And we really. did see that she had a crafted wooden foot like um, Q has his arm. Yes. So we know the magical arm, magical feet. So does Margo have a wooden eye? Uh, Margo just doesn't have an eye. That's it. There's no wooden. Because if we remember last year when we saw that uh, thing, they like just, the fairy just kind of like, didn't just pluck out the eye, just kind of made that whole thing disappear. Yeah. It was all very. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a blank space. Yeah. So she still gets to rock everything. It was uh, interesting to find out there is a uh, special hallway in the castle that fairies can't go. Yes, it was built by Fairy Queen Jin Lee, the bookish of the rare stone from Shivering Sea. That was very cool. They're allergic. It's funny. Yeah, there's little things. But because all the books on how to defeat the fairies and get them, uh, you know, anything about them has been removed from the entire world. They can't get anything. They don't know what to do with them. It's, yeah, things are getting rough. And then we have... You know, the full-on BSG reference, Grace Parker, <laughs> season one, Boomer. Sister. Oh, my God. I, this was so perfect. I love it when there's any time there's a BSG moment. So say we all. So say we all. Great stuff. Okay. So, yeah, that whole thing was awesome to me because, like I told you, at the beginning of the episode when I was thinking about Julia, I had been connecting her already to Grace Park's character, Sharon, a.k.a. Athena. So 
when uh, Elliot broke out the whole BSG reference, he was like, yeah, you know, Grace Park from season one. And like they started speaking in TV code. And the fact that you and I understood the entire code means we watch a, a lot of television and movies and it's all good. But it was awesome. And they had the little subtitles going at the bottom of the screen. I swear this may be my favorite magician moment right up there with the heist. I, I love that scene. It was uh, the. I was I had to go back and watch it twice just because one to listen to what they're saying and two read the yeah. subtitles because you couldn't do yeah. it both at the same time because it was it was like you're missing all the key ingredients to the whole entire story. Oh, you you didn't understand both at the same time. You don't speak fluent TV. What is up, Brad? Oh no, I I get it, but it was so much more fun to actually separate the two and just focus on you know going to go on full on Brittany and just so much so much goodness in that so so much they brilliant hit, writing they for hit that. on everything they hit gossip girl they hit buffy they hit game of thrones they hit the craft like you said Brittany, harry, potter. harry potter what's what's that what's that buffy episode we want to try to do hush yeah like i, I really wish um, I could have seen the fairy queen in that moment just to see what she was getting from that whole interaction. Cause she had Margot's eye. Like, how does that work? Is it like a, a crystal ball where you look into it and where you can just see things or is it in your eye and you see Elliot just talking about all these things. Mm-hmm. And what would happen if the fairy queen has like a TV, she has cable or something or internet or some kind of hotspot where she can watch all it. And she knows exactly what you guys just said. She would have to watch a whole <sighs> lot of TV. Yeah, she has Netflix. And reading the books, too, because, you know, uh, Elliot Elliot did not read the books. (laughs) I didn't finish Game of Thrones. I didn't finish Harry Potter. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it's a lot of books. Oh, yeah. It was was so great. Yeah. So Elliot goes out in uh, search of the uh, the white lady. So he can... Wait a minute, because what would would Quentin Coldwater do? Their own Harry Potter. Go out and shoot something? No, go out and read Fillory and Further. They read the books. We just didn't see that moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, he goes out and uh, Elliot goes out to search for the white lady. Mm-hmm. To, so he could shoot her and get the wish because, you know, that always works out well. But not. He does not okay. find him, but runs into the great cock. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Elliot would meet the great cock. <laughs> I've held a few great cocks. So, yeah. Mm. And, like, uh, I love their introduction. Their introduction was awesome. Like, at first, he was like, you need to come out here. And he's like, aren't you going to compliment me? All right, I'm going to compliment you first. You have beautiful legs. Those look awesome in your breeches. Okay, now you compliment me. Uh, you have a very sexy voice. Uh. <laughs> uh, so many woodland creatures in Fillory. It's all so great that they still have power. So the great cock is, I guess, is a small god, right? Or a magical creature. What do you think? I think it's a magical creature. Okay, because we didn't get a we didn't get a a godly name for him or anything like that. Unless he is the demigod, a son of a god, or something like that. I I think you. I just think he's a magical great cock, just like the trees were magical. Yeah, true. Yeah, he has to have something because you know he's going to send him on the epic quest. Mm -hmm. And how long will an epic quest take? About a season. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's like, so how long? I can't be away from my kingdom for a season. How long is this going to take? A season. Uh, You're pretty much. I think they're going to be doing this whole entire season. I'm down with that. People on the quest that they're going to go with, right? Mm -hmm. Who did they have? They have the one-eyed conqueror, aka Margot, the traveler. That's Penny, the warrior. That's Katie, the fool. Poor Q. 
uh, the God touch. That's our Julia. Okay. Now I have a question for you. Did he say the tortured artist or the torture artist? Because Alice could be either one of those. Cause as the Niffin, I, I could see her torturing people. You know, I, I heard torture artist. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. The lover of tomatoes. You've told me that was Josh. So, cause I was like, man, is that Elliot? Cause he was a farm boy, farm boy at one point in time, but no. And we also know that that was everybody. That was that and was he calls uh, Q Elliot's brother, brother of the heart. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was so sweet. I love the, I love this cast and these characters. So now they have to send out messages to get everybody going. Cause they first, they have to find a book. That has no author, yes. and it is in a place called Public Library. <laughs> Just, in the Shire of New Jersey. Uh, and how does one send messages to other realms? Well, we find out earlier that bunnies can go between realms, but not all yes. bunnies are loyal to the Fairy Queen. Yes, they're all out for themselves, which is awesome. And they all sound like uh, they've been smoking tons of uh, cigarettes and drinking like hard alcohol the entire life because th- they drop the one that goes to Q and it says need help love Elliot and this was a perfect moment because of course he was all hung over after his night with Bacchus and Julia so he's like okay am I hallucinating again Talk- or no like he just went with it talking bunny who knew Game of Thrones have crows uh, magicians fillers and the bunnies as bunnies because of course they do. And, you know. Uh, I just, I love that. Need help. Love Elliot. Right. And they go out into the public library. Julia finds the book and brings it back. And, you know, they're like, we're starting our quest. And mm-hmm. the pages of the book are blank because you can't reveal the ending to a quest. You get them as you go along. And we see like a big, fold out centerfold map thing come out of the book a lot uh, there's a lot right i thought it was pretty cool that the the story had already begun from like where we were in in the episode like some of it has been written already but the rest like that's the rest of the season let's go they're already on and the only thing we know with alice after the vampire is there's something that she could use as an early warning device and she orders bacon i don't know what that means but bacon makes everything better yeah, I was like, is is the bacon the early warning device? And how does that work? Yeah. And she said, got to be kidding. So I don't know. Is this going to pull her back into Q or something like that? Or or is she just going to be off on her own doing her own thing for a while? Is, she's- I, don't, I, I don't think so. Because like it, when we were talking about the quest, when the, uh, the cock was saying everybody who would be needed, like they're all parts of a whole, parts of one whole. And like she was in there. She's the torture or, t- or tortured artist. Yeah, right. She's in there, but when is she going to be in there? Does she just have to be in there at the beginning or, you know, later on? Or I, I, there's a whole bunch there. I mean, we, we got a whole season to figure this out. The book has not been written yet. So it's absolutely. A I don't know. Looking forward to it. Oh, uh, them the getting the messages back from the bunnies. That was a cool scene. Oh, definitely. Bunch of talking bunnies. One at a time. And when Bacchus told Julia and Q that they that he could tell they were magicians because of their hands and their crazy level of drama. Like they yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like they so were cool. very out of place at that party. Yes. Great episode. Very much. Great episode. I had so much fun. Uh, enjoyed it so much. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season and just seeing all the craziness that goes on. Because I have no idea where this is going. 
None whatsoever. And I love that fact. Oh yeah. It just, it's just going to take us on this nice ride. And the good thing about the magicians is they always do things in their own unique way. Like we saw that last season and I'm just, I'm ready for the ride and wherever it takes us with this awesome direction, like just the beautiful colors and like the whole backdrop of the different scenes. Perfect. Oh, definitely. 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 Looking forward to it. So, that's all we got. If you haven't already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the amazing work over there. Check us out on Facebook. Come over to the group. Join us. Talk to us. Stuff like that. Find us on Twitter. Talk to us there. And yep, let, us, let us know what you thought about the episode. Uh, like Brad said, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Drop us a comment. Until next time, beware of great cocks hiding in the forest because there might be something beyond their sexy, noble voice. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.